Recording in progress, bitches. Recording in progress. Okay, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in here to our first interview on the Mediocre Foilcast. All things mediocre foiling. If you want that good foiling content, go elsewhere. Mediocre only. And, and we're going to get started with uh, our first mediocre interview with the most mediocre foiler I know. Oh, no. Uh, it's going to be disappointing. It's just me. <laughs> sorry everyone it's just matt it's just sorry. matt yep um <laughs> you know we we we, we want to set you guys up some uh with some some idea of our background where we're coming from um before we launch in and start torturing other people with our questions yeah we're gonna do each other interviews and uh yeah <laughs> chris we're coming for you next buckle up yeah 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 okay so um matt is uh my number one ribbon foil buddy here we kind of progressed together from the beginning um and i mean every every day riding with matt is pretty inspiring for me um you know he's 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 got a, a graceful effortless line um looks like he's kind of telegraphing his turns out like hours in advance like like he's all got it planned out before the wave even breaks um wow i never knew nick i'm getting yeah, this guide yeah. jeez yeah uh matt matt you you uh, want to give us a little uh background on yourself L- little uh background bio where you're from okay sports background stuff like that <clears throat> word thanks for the intro jesus <laughs> um i grew up in maryland and in, in the boonies um totally out in the sticks uh i went to college in western maryland and once after college i moved to the west coast i lived in oregon oregon coast northern california coast um and i kind of started surfing like actually on a board once i could afford one i think i was like 14 13 or 14 and pretty much considered myself a surfer ever since and that's like one of the things i've been thinking about is like surfing is one of the few sports when you do it it really you really define as that you know like you can't just walk down the street and be like oh that guy plays tennis you know it's obvious but like surfers you can pick out in the crowd um because it's kind of like what you are um even if it's not necessarily super healthy for you (laughs) to feel that way um so yeah i've been surfing I feel like a long ass time. And then I moved to Charleston, I think like eight years ago or something from a life on the West coast. I was living in Northern California. I spent a ton of time in Mexico, um, traveling quite a bit, um, pretty much just to surf. So when I came here, it was a shocker. Um, surf's really not available contrary to prop, you know, popular belief it's here, but it's rarely very good. And, um, it's hard to actually be a, a satisfied surfer here. Um, some guys can do it. I, I was failing. So I started kiting, which really helped. Um, this is a really good kite spot in Charleston. It really helped me to stay in the water and stay, feel like I was connected to the ocean. And then foiling was just a whole other step in that direction turns out this is a really good foil location too so keeps keeps me in the water that way keeps me pretty stoked i looking back i do wish i had i 
kept surfing more because now when I do surf, it's, it's a shocker for a whole session just to kind of get the feel because the feel is so different. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my background. Um, I'm self-employed too, um, as most surfers are, whatever you got to do to have time to go whenever you want. So it keeps the schedule pretty, pretty flexible. Nice. That's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel the same way about kiting. Kiting was the right thing at the right time for me. How do you feel like that kiting experience kind of, um, tuned you for foiling and, and made you both, both receptive to like getting into foiling and, how that enabled you to like push through the beginning stages of foiling because I, I feel like a lot of people with just the surfer background don't get it. Um, they actually have, have more trouble than somebody with um, kind of a more diverse water sports background. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good way to like look at it because kiting for me was the first time to see surfing from a non-surfing perspective um you know like philosophically and literally like you're just philosophically you get to step back after a day of kiting and be like wow i just have a really fulfilled satisfied feeling and it didn't require these eight variables to come together right and then also like literally looking at the ocean in a different way for the first time in 20 some years yeah you know everyone kind of agrees what a a good ocean is for surfing condition wise stuff like that and then now you're looking at a completely destroyed blown smithereens ocean and you're stoked and just the ability to like have another perspective on something is really powerful and then yeah. and foiling is the same way you know oh now i'm gonna look at this shit crumbly wave not even surfable and i'm gonna be stoked on it so like kiting was kind of like practice for that in a way yeah um but it was my the, the most powerful thing for me was getting that separation from surfing and being able to see just how the neurosis of it all you know, it's yeah. great in so many ways, but it's fucking insane in so many ways too. The dedication and the disappointment and the scratch for it, you know, the competition. Um, and there's so much negative energy out there now, since I feel like I'm, I've gotten separated from it, it lets me look back at how I used to be and how these people were being. And it's just like, oh, this is fucking nuts, man. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's definitely like it, but you have to be in a weird headspace to be like, like I don't know, especially a surfer here, because like the good days, there's so many people out, it's so competitive, um, and like everybody is like back paddling everybody else, and it's just like it's it's work, it's work all the time. Yeah. And to me, that's not surfing. And like, that's what like Kai went out to um, Kelly's wave thing in the last couple months. He's telling me about it. And it occurred to me, I'm like, that's not for me. That's not surfing. That's riding perfect waves. Yeah. Like the whole surfing experience is different for everyone. And for me, it's like 
the search and the like getting really good waves but like all by yourself or just with like a cool crew it's it's not just about the good wave some people really probably love really crowded really good waves the whole thing that comes with it you know yeah they might thrive in that and fucking good on them you know but that's not me you know and that's why like baja was so attractive for me is it's there it's available you just got to work for it you know put in a little effort and generally you'll get rewarded um if that's what you're looking for for me i'm looking for kind of lonely good waves yeah lee 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 at least you were it sounds like that's like less of a priority with foiling yeah well now because it's like now it's a it's a world of abundance there's a shitload of waves and you almost want more people out there to enjoy it with you and surfing is it's a scarce thing yeah it just there's no way around that it's a scarce resource yeah i i definitely find myself uh more stoked for the people around me foiling yeah it's just like everybody's having fun sharing is caring um you know you take off three up on a wave and you still have fun you know you 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 can have even more fun uh if if there's other people around it's great um you know and i don't know I, i think for us another part of the aspect of more people is with with foiling you are riding like more isolated conditions also so like i like more people just because i feel like there's like a safety aspect in in the the inlet where we ride it's more remote it's a little it's a little little scarier yeah um so having having a big crew safety in numbers yeah i saw a pretty good shark yesterday about two minutes into a 25 minute paddle out in the middle of the inlet just trying to get back yeah. and uh yeah all by myself it's, it's, yeah it nice. wasn't great <laughs> it wasn't the best feeling hey, hey buddy how yeah. you doing just gonna paddle with my fingertips for a little bit here. yeah 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 don't mind me <laughs> just gonna get these feet out of the water real quick what else can i think about anything else yeah <clears throat> nice yeah so uh so so when exactly did you start foiling um i think about four years ago now maybe Holy five smokes. this might be our fifth my fifth summer doing it we're finishing so. up yeah pretty crazy yeah um yeah and god and yeah there i mean and what was your your motivation to jump in at that time because at that time it was, it was still fresh it was still new i mean like nobody was really doing anything there were very few people even on like the east coast it was all like these little clips out of maui yeah yeah it was like a video of kai lenny and you're like holy shit i want to do that and i have no clue where to even fucking start and no one i know does either um but to me i saw it as uh another link in the the chain just like how kiting really filled a a gap and like i always just look at a surf trip like what 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 does it take to make a, a surf trip successful and once kiting came along for me it filled a huge gap now if it's windy i can just kite i'm stoked and then foiling is just like the final key to that to that puzzle you know there's not a trip i could go on now and not score yeah and i saw that right away with foiling and like my brother did too and we talked about it. We're like we gotta we gotta figure this out and and then you were the only person i knew i had heard a rumor that you had been trying it 
on the surfboard. Um, a bunch of people were kite foiling at that point, but that was never yeah. really interesting to me. Um, I still have never tried it. Not missing much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The, the, kite, the kite foil is fun, but not for wave riding. It's a, after, after surf foiling, getting back on the kite foil is very frustrating because you immediately hook into your surf foil line and the kite starts falling out of the sky immediately. Yeah. And if for, and you're forced to kick out of the wave at the best moment. Um, I can see so that. A little frustrating. So, yeah, I saw it kind of just fill in that, that puzzle um, for a trip and then here in Charleston too. Yeah. Nice. Even though we, I, no one, none of us were sure it was even doable here. Yeah. Because everything we were seeing was coming out of, you know, the islands. And, um, but we were, we were kind of thinking it was going to be a thing. And now looking back, it's, it's so funny. I mean, like, I really consider like being born in the islands is the worst thing that happened to foiling. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like, like, like the more experienced foiling, the, the, the more I realized that like what makes for good surf makes for bad foiling. What makes for bad surf makes for good foiling. Yeah. And you know, like, like, especially like, like even this last weekend in that storm, um, those were like good surfing waves and they were like not great foil waves. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was fun. It was, it was good, but it wasn't like amazing, but yeah. So, um, yeah. T- tell me about, uh, I don't know your your crew here. I mean, like I don't know, like we surf together a lot. I don't know how, how, how does that crew like affect your riding? I mean, I don't know. We've talked about how how, how it makes it better having that crew, but yeah, I mean, like how, how that impact your progression. Um, that's a good question. It's I'm always stoked to have more people out there. Unless the only time where I'm like, uh, this, this is not going good is if like we're at the pier and there's a bunch of surfers around and I'm like, uh, we gotta be really careful here just as ambassadors, you know? Yeah. And I gotta watch myself to stay. I don't get triggered and turn into my old salty surfer self, but yeah, I, I always feel like having more people out there motivates you start maybe pump a little more to connect one more wave. Um, Adam in particular, when he's out there, I like scaring him because he's always standing <laughs> on that fucking supboard and I like pumping by him to try and try to scare him to where he falls off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of my goals in life. And I think I do a pretty good job of that. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. And then having guys like Chris that are fairly new, but just progressing insanely and frothing so much and, and watching him um, really motivates me too. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I definitely feel, feel the same way. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I, I started, you know, I was, I was the first person foiling here and, um, I don't know, getting, getting you as like the first other person foiling. I mean, it, it re- like, like that's when foiling started for me. I was doing some stuff before, but, uh, having a buddy is pretty essential. Yeah. Um, yeah. We being all by your lonesome is hard. Yeah. We figured it out together and, and not even maybe a conscious way because um, we were still um, we were still kind of riding the wrong waves a little bit. Yeah. But so you, I think you helped me with my equipment and I think I helped us because I was the first one in the County park there. I think by myself. Yeah, I think so. 
And that was kind of a game changer. So we kind of stumbled onto the the right waves because of that in a way. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, for for those those uh listening, you know, especially in those early days, you know, big slow foils, little slow waves, just the slowest, mushiest, I don't know, wave selection is such a big part of it. And kind of you helping me figure that out out of, out of nowhere in like a vacuum where nobody was foiling at all and we had no idea that was a huge help i mean your i don't know your stronger background in surfing really helped me a lot yeah and what really opened my eyes to that was i did a mexico trip that was the first time i got on foil was in mexico and i rode some waves that i had surfed before and i rode them in conditions that i never would have surfed and even then it was borderline too too powerful too much that was a real eye-opener i'm like holy shit okay i actually know that wave i've known it for 20 years and i just went out there in a condition in a level of weakness i've never even tried to surf in and i was barely hanging on with this fucking thing it was it was intense yeah um i think that's what really helped me see it and then i could kind of bring that back but then you helped me with the gear you know my first round of gear was all fucking wrong it was all the wrong shit you know and because i bought off a guy who had no idea what he was doing because no one had any idea what they're doing yeah here in charleston you know so yeah so our buddy matt was the first one to start foiling with someone actually telling him what to buy yeah that knew, that knew what they were fucking talking about here in charleston yeah and his progression was the first one we I mean, he was riding his first day yeah. yeah. And he's, he's not even like much of, he's, he surfs a little bit, but um, he's more of a kiter. Yeah. Um, so that's why, you know, extrapolate that out now where the knowledge is quite, quite more available. Like, look at Chris. Oh, God. Oh, fuck, he's not even foiling a year yet. Look at Jackson. Yeah. Jackson's only a couple months into it. He's like pumping around and shit. It's crazy. Dude. Dude, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'm waiting. I don't know. I'm excited to get like the first like 14 year old ripping serving kid to really commit to foiling and like really show us like what's possible. Yeah, we're doing backflips and shit. Yeah, because like I don't know. Like every single person that you know we've brought into the crew has made my foiling better. It's somebody else to chase after. It's somebody else to do something different to push me to progress. So I don't know. I'm always excited for the, for new people to kind of show me what's what. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. So 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 you know, getting back to your gear and your your progression. Tell me about that that gear progression. Kind of like your history of what you've ridden. You know, from your first gear to what you progressed on to what you're riding now you know like what 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 lessons did you learn in that gear um what, what foils were essential essential to your progression and when tell, tell me how that went yeah so i started on the go foil which we both did kind of a lot of people did because it was kind of it was the only thing that was on social media very visibly and the access to it seemed better but i started on a kite board that i put tracks in and then i had like the regular length fucking mast but i had this plate adapter 
and I had a really small original wing, the Kai wing from their like Gen 1 foils. And it was all wrong. I could, literally couldn't even sit in the takeoff zone when it, when it was properly small because it was too tall of a mat. It was, I sunk the board too much and the mass was too long. So finally, I got on the Mark One White Whale, your homemade board, that big high volume, white, <laughs> yeah, 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 big pill. And, it's um, still out there. Yeah, and it was. It I got me my first good rides to where I could actually paddle into these waves, and um, I stayed with that that GoFoil Gen One wings, but we we started riding the bigger wings like the Maliko and the Kai. And uh, we thought we were killing it on those things. The Kai or the um, Iwa. Yeah, that's the, Iwa. Yeah. Iwa is the middle one between the Kai and the Maliko. Thought that thing was so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and then. That's and then, small. It felt small. Uh-huh. And then the high aspect stuff started being kind of, I don't know why we were getting on it. You got one first and then I got the GL which was the GoFoil high aspect, like GL180. And that thing looked like a fucking dagger and seemed so fast. And um, I think that's when I started being able to pump though, riding that thing. And then we were on the Nash high aspects, um, which again, we were like, holy shit. Every time you get on something new, you're just like, holy shit, I've been on trash. This is amazing. Um and then from the Nash, I got on the lift stuff again with a high aspect. And that's what I'm still on. I've been riding the, the HA120 for a whole year now, all last summer, I think. And for what I like to do on a foil, it's pretty perfect. It turns okay, um, but it's very fast, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of all I've ever wanted to do um in any water in kiting and surfing is i just want to go fast um really big drawn out turns when i have to do them <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and i'm not really sure what my next thing is um uh, watching chris on the takuma i might have to get some of that gear he's he's killing it on that um it's so good i i i don't know a, a takuma 210 is like the best thing i've ever ridden yeah so i think i think you got to just keep it moving keep keep new gear be open to new stuff i probably yeah. hold on to my stuff longer than anyone else and i i don't really mess with it too much like i don't do much tuning which i i need to start doing um but one thing that we've definitely learned the hardware is the the gear does wear out the boards fucking the tracks start to fail and who knows what goes on in the carbon and the wings and the mass, but I, I feel like they fatigue too over time. Yeah, You might, might never see it, but you, you might only know it when you get on a new, a new one and you're like, Oh shit, this thing feels totally different than the exact same thing. That's two, two years old. You know? Yeah. It definitely had, I don't know. I, I found the boards, especially um, the, the, uns, the, the invisible degradation is there. Totally. Um, you know, like all those the tracks will go soft and start moving before they crack, before they break, before there's a visible ding or something. Yep. Um, it'll go soft. Yep. And um, it's, it's subtle and it's gradual. So you, it might, you might never feel it, you know, 
until, like I said, you get on something new. That freedom foil board that I'm on now, I almost feel like the tracks failed on the first wave because it felt so different on that first wave than it did the second wave. And really kind of felt newly ever since. Yep. Man. And I'm just like, it's not terrible. And I just kind of pretend it's not there, but I think, I think it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's, that's why I ride the board I read. Um, it's, it's heavy. It's indestructible. I made it myself. So I know it's in there. Um, and, but it's definitely not the best shape. So there's, there's compromises everywhere. Yep. Um, it's tough. Um, what are your big gear lessons learned? Like, like which of those foils was, would you say is most essential to progression? Um, I wouldn't even, I don't even know because that stuff's so old now. What I do know is fucking listen to your buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Basically talk to Nick. I feel like, I feel like you have everyone's progression already mapped out for them. <laughs> All they have to do is ask you and you already know what they should, what change they should make. Um, I mean, you literally told me to, to borrow that, the white whale six times before I did. You just did it in your way. You were saying, Hey man, you should try this board. Hey, you should try this board. And then one day you're like, Hey, I'm going to put it in my driveway. You should pick it up on the way. And I finally did. And <laughs> I literally in the first stroke I made, once I laid on it and made one stroke, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be a completely different experience. I yeah. should have done this months ago or weeks ago, whatever. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't even talk my lessons with specific like technical gear because yeah. I'm just not that tuned up on it. Like, I don't really understand how this shit even works completely. <laughs> I just know how, yeah. how the parts that I like, how they feel. Um, but talk to your buddies, listen, listen to your fucking podcasts. Um, I know the, the general progression is low aspect to start on then high aspect. And then once you kind of get to a, a level in that, if you want, you can start backing into a mid aspect for more turning, which is kind of where you are. And Chris wants to go and I'm just not sure I want to go there. Cause I just, just want to go fast. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah t- talking to people is important um you know i don't know I, I i feel like a lot of people um like like a trap that a beginner foiler could get in right now because the sports progress so quickly um is is right now to be watching people more than talking to them yeah because i don't know i feel like the beginner gear is still very much the same as it was a couple years ago and like, if somebody tried to like start on what we think of now as like intermediate gear, it's, it's pretty impossible stuff to learn on. Yeah, um, and also if you're on if you're on beginner gear and you're watching us like pump 400 yards back up to the pier or something, that's that's not even in the realm of possibility. It doesn't matter how good you are on that gear. Yeah, <laughs> you really can't yeah. do it on that wing. Yeah. Like, it's not a thing not, that's not your goal like you need to like talk to people and and find out what you should be aiming for in your gear and in your progression like what's my next step you know and that's what we always tell people like you're not going to start just pumping straight back out and turning on a wave you're gonna start pumping kind of down wind or down wave and making this connection that's gonna start to feel like a pump out you know but it's like more of a connection than like a a twofer yeah yeah um, definitely but like they gotta someone's gotta tell them that 
or yeah. you know eventually it's going to happen but like if you actually have that as a goal um you'll get there a lot quicker yes um yeah i think i think that's a great takeaway um not not focusing too much on what the other uh advanced foilers are actually doing and focus on what they're yeah. saying yeah so 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 yeah what what's your favorite version of foiling what is for i don't know for those listening we got a lot of uh you know, di- different kinds of foiling. We, we kind of like put things in little boxes. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all pretty distinct. Um, but yeah, what, what, what's your favorite version? So I'm still stuck in like a surfer's rut. I still like being on the ocean when it's all sparkly or offshore, um, kind of clean and green, you know? So I really love the inlet when it's just really clean and these lines are coming in all groomed out and the beach breaks when they're in the same spot that's my favorite thing but a huge but is some of the best times we have is in the complete opposite of that it's in the chaos it's in the inlet when it's just fucking chaos and the energy is completely dispersed which another way to say that is it's everywhere it's available everywhere yeah and then same on the big windy days in the open ocean doing runners you know when it's all blown to smithereens there's there's energy everywhere and we can ride it and it's i feel super lucky to be able to have that experience there's just not a lot of humans that are getting that you know yeah it's pretty amazing and the people on the beach are just like what in the fuck what is is that that? literally (laughs) like you can hear them sometimes because it's so quiet out there you know um so it's weird i like have my favorites but i know in my head it's just because i have such a have spent so much of my time on the ocean in those clean and green conditions and i just think that's what it needs to be and that's what i get the most excited for but i know I should be just as excited when it's it's just blown to shit, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's when you can tap into like a half foot piece of chaff. Energy is energy. Yeah, and like it doesn't so, matter what it, it doesn't even matter what direction it's going. That's actually one of my favorite things about having you as like my partner in doing this is like, and I've talked to my brother about this. Like, I'll go, I'll show up first and i'll just be like onshore and shitty and my fucking back hurts and i'm like ah, i'm just gonna go to work and then like you show up and it's not even a conversation if we're going out or not it's just like let's go and i'm like okay <laughs> and i go out there and have a great time and it's yeah, like, yeah it's not even a talk you know like should we or shouldn't we it's like oh we're, we're just we're getting out there and i'm always happy to do it always happy that i yeah. that i did that that's really cool yeah, but we definitely have like very different styles and preferences in our writing um, that developed over time. And I feel like, you know, like in the beginning, we were very much like doing the same thing because you don't really specialize until later. But like, like, like now that we are where we're at, the differences in our writing, the differences in our preferences are is definitely a good thing. Like there, I don't know. I feel like in foiling, there's always going to be enough overlap. Where like, like I'm never going to be like I don't know, miserable riding the stuff that you like to ride, and vice versa. But like, it kind of forces me to branch out. It forces me to consider like other things about my riding. Yeah. Um, that variety is a good thing. Um, and and like I don't know, it comes back to like you know, ride partners, buddies. You know, who's your crew? 
Like, it's an important thing. Totally. Yeah. Sweet. Dude, is there anything you, you want to leave on? Like, you know, like what's like, what, 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 what's, what's your, what's your anything What are your big takeaways that you want to impart on people about um, foiling? Man, my big takeaway is, I mean, honestly, I've had a, such a charmed life. My only big regret, I'm 45 years old is I didn't start kiting earlier. That's my biggest regret in life. I'm being like dead serious. Yeah. So like if you're out there and you're a surfer and you're really dug in and that's what you are like fucking it, it completely changed my relationship with surfing and water sports and it's a relief i mean i've had buddies in mexico tell me like my whole posture is different like my face seems more relaxed yeah <laughs> since i started kiting and foiling it's man don't hesitate don't let anything stop you don't let your ego and it's one of those things and kiting's the same way even when you really suck at it it's fun exactly it might look miserable to everyone else but you will be having fun and the progression is so steep like we talked about earlier you almost have to have a plan for the day what am i going to work on today otherwise you're going to be out there like whoa i mean i the first my first five foil sessions, once I started actually riding, the best wave of that session was an average wave the very next session. It was that fast. Yeah. You know, yesterday's epic ride is today's regular ride. Think totally. about that. Think yeah. about that. Fuck. Yeah. Don't let us, don't let, don't let your ego get in the way. Let it go. I love it. I love <laughs> it. It's a good takeaway. Sweet. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. Thank you all for, for listening. If y'all made it all the way this far, um, listening to us blather on, um, you know, but I don't know. I, I really ho- hope, I really hope you guys did. Cause this guy's got a lot of really good insight um, and a really great attitude. We got a lot of something. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll stop in this fucking thing. Yeah, do it. Stop it. All right.